Hi everyone, this is Mike. And this is Rob. And this is the E-Ticket Podcast. So today's episode of, uh, today's topic of discussion, I should say, mm-hmm. is um, Halloween Horror Nights. So yes, doing... Halloween Horror Nights, in yeah. Orlando to be specific. Yeah, yeah, we don't live anywhere near California. That would be a little bit of a yeah. of a distance for us. But um, Maybe next year when we're popular. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right now we're, um, we're just going to basically just talk about the houses, our impressions of them, what mm-hmm. we thought about, how things... Uh, worked seeing as it was the 30th year and it was a year for covid um definitely felt a little bit different this year than it would as opposed to a normal year yes that's but that's different is better than not that's true we found out last year not not as worse yes yeah um so yeah i guess we'll uh we'll just go over the houses um and our impressions of them because um i certainly have some thoughts in regards to this year oh good um me too and uh and the yeah and the scare zones as well mm-hmm. and the food and drink because this year they went heavy on food and drink and um i took advantage of that so yeah <laughs> yeah so um i guess we'll just uh i guess we'll just i guess starting from the front of the park is probably the easiest thing to do well let's give a quick overlay of what is halloween horror nights michael yeah, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween Horror Nights is the uh, preemptive Halloween event in the uh, United States, and by mm-hmm. extension, the world. Correct. Um, basically, it's the, the biggest uh, Halloween event that I believe happens in the world, I actually. I mean, it is described by the theme park, uh, I forget the real name, IAPA, whatever that stands for. Mm. They describe it as the premier Halloween event. Yeah. Um, so... That means something, I guess. It has a little award that's got those little like leaves next to the thing that make like an <laughs> oval. You know, you see them all the time with other things, but yeah. So, it's it's the best done for what it is. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's um, it's a Halloween event where a professional movie company mm-hmm. that also happens to own a theme park mm-hmm. is literally like, hey, what if we just threw our our most talented costume designers and artists into making uh houses that pretty much exactly replicate what you would experience if you were on the set on the of set, yeah. a film or or a TV show mm-hmm. um and you know we've been doing this for a couple of years now so we've seen oh. um how even in the last f- 4 or 5 years the event has kind of really mm-hmm. expanded um and now this year is the quote unquote 30th it would have been last year but obviously mm-hmm. the, the parks were closed because of covid and then when they did open back up, they didn't really have a true Horror Nights experience. It was kind of like Horror Nights light. Yes. Um, so last um, year they only had uh, two houses open initially. So it was right. um, the uh, Bride of Frankenstein. And yep, Bride the... of Frankenstein lives. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the important and, part. And uh, Tooth Fairy's Revenge. Um, right. And then on Halloween weekend, uh, because of some contract stuff with um, – is it Warner Brothers that owns Beetlejuice, or is it? That's a great question. I believe yeah. it is. This is how much research I've done <laughs> right. before this. So uh, um, yeah, let's let's say it is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Fox. So yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's say it is. So um, yeah, because of some contract agreements, they had to open up the Beetlejuice house in order to make sure that they could have it for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, they opened it up for a two day only special engagement. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, it was actually, it was kind of neat doing the houses during the day last year. <laughs> oh, um, I'll let you talk about this first, and then I'll jump in. Go um, for it. Because, well, don't get me wrong, it was definitely it was definitely weird in the sense that, uh-huh. you know, Horror Nights is Horror Nights. So Correct. So, typically, 
it typically Universal Studios itself, not Islands of Adventure, but just Universal mm-hmm. Studios. Universal proper. Yeah, they'll they'll close around five o'clock um, during the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. They have an hour to kind of get everything set up in the park, yep. and then they go out into doing Halloween Horror Nights. So usually the park mm-hmm. opens at six. They have this this big thing where all the all the chainsaw guys come out. Yep. And, you know, they welcome to Horror Nights, and it's it's a whole thing. Yep. Um, and this is. It's it's really hard to explain how much fun Horror Nights is if you've never gone to it before. I mean, even if you're uh, not yeah. a person that likes yep. scary stuff. Which, which is... I personally am not. <laughs> um, and years ago, when I first went to one, uh, I was quite nervous. But now I'm just like, this is so well done. Like, how how could you not like it, at least? <laughs> right. Like, it's... Even if, you, even if you aren't a big person who's, like, into... Um, like scary stuff. This is just a just a fascinating look into like production. How right like, the production of this kind of thing. Like it's just really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know for us it's just it's just been a part of what we do every year for the holidays. I mean even even when I didn't live in Florida, I would still make trips down uh-huh. here just to go to Horror Nights for a weekend. Well, I remember because... uh, one of the first conversations we had, like the first day we met each other, uh, we we're driving past Universal, and you got you're like. Guys, we gotta go to Horror Nights because I've heard it's so cool. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it is, Mike. It is kind of cool. So you you want to go to that? He goes, oh, dude, I want to go like every night. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, yeah, it's been something near and dear to us since pretty much the start since we knew each other. So that's that's why we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, this year we finally got all the houses back. We got all the scare zones back. We got a Lagoon Show. We got yeah. a stage show. It was it was the event that it should be, and yet still had a specter of COVID around it. But I mean, it, it's back. It was back. So right, right. So it's this year was definitely an interesting one, just to look at it compared to previous correct horror nights. Um, you know, the uh, all of the actors in all of the houses and all of the characters that you would meet, mm-hmm. um, even in the scare zones, were were still wearing masks inside the houses themselves. They mm-hmm. still had. The plexiglass setups to protect the characters from us, because let's be honest, it's definitely <laughs> not the other way around. Um, uh, so, you know, it's uh, it was an, it was an interesting year, but ultimately it wound up being, um, uh, it, it's just yeah, like yeah. it was it was it was just an interesting year. It's going to really stick out, but yeah. I'm not I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. it's more horror nights. You know, there's no, there's almost nothing to actually get upset about um but you know it's it's definitely it's just different it's one that's yeah one we're going to remember for different reasons and yeah it's people are going to say it's not the same you're right but things aren't always the same and this year was it was fine it was a good year i'm not gonna lie by the time you listen to this it's over yeah um yeah so this is why we're spoiling everything and wrapping everything up this isn't a tips for this year this is a (laughs) this is a wrap-up uh so we got that so all right without further ado let's let's get into this um how do you want to go with about this? Like, yeah, what, I think what I think just starting at the at the front of the park, working our way down the streets of New York, and then just going okay. around the back area was probably the best way <laughs> well, to do well, it. Real quick, I'm going to say the for the very front of the park, the Universal Archway, where it's got the the giant medallion of uh, Jack the Clown, the uh, the original mascot icon. He came back again this year because of mm-hmm. it's an anniversary year, so he's there looking all maniacal with the caption "Never Go Alone," to which I said, "Challenge accepted," and I went many times by myself just for a couple pumpkin beers. So yeah, we'll start there. <laughs> I've uh, I've also gone by myself a, a fair handful of times, which honestly can be pretty nice sometimes because you don't have to wait on other people or you don't have to compete oh, with just... houses that you want to do. 
Um, it's your own agenda. Yeah. yeah. But with that being said, um, you know, this year, uh, the the first area that you walk in is is like right in the front entrance, and it's typically kind of like a like a, a snapshot of what the year's theme mm-hmm. is is what it's typically been in the past. Um, so obviously this year with the 30 years, 30 fears, like the 30th anniversary, they they bought back a bunch of the old icons. Oh so yeah, so many. The the draw of the of the first scare zone that you walked in was that you could like sometimes get pictures with the icons that would show up. Right. Um. So Bloody Mary, you've got the 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 pumpkin lord or the pumpkin king or whatever he's. I don't know his real name, but um, you had uh the director, the caretaker, yeah, the, fear, the, the usher, the usher, yeah, the like usher. Just, the storyteller seemed to be out a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's she's fine. Uh, I, yeah, I will say that I, I I did notice that um they definitely seemed to favor some characters over others this year. Um, like I'm pretty sure I saw Bloody Mary out there constantly. Uh, yeah, just constantly. She Very was there. Much so. I would literally see her like from the minute that I would get in until the 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 time that I would leave at night, and she would still be out there. And I'm just like, oh okay, like well, good for Mary. Right, good getting for her Mary, exposure. Suppose, she yeah. hasn't been out in right. like 15 years. Right, let her let her go. Got to let her out, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say that the first scare zone, you know, this this icons area, wasn't really scary. Um, See, which, you know, I think again, I, it's I think that's by design because it, it's 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 this it's a celebration of the mm-hmm. the thirty years, all the icons. So I don't think it's really meant to be like a scary area, right? Um, and I don't necessarily think that it it suffers from that in a sense, but it's it's also it's just not a scare zone. I don't think is what they can right. Call I it. think is what it became was a photo op zone, right? Where you can take a selfie with one of the icons because I think they had like what three to six at a time out on mm-hmm. little balconies behind you. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just okay. Take a selfie with this one behind you. Uh, also, watch out for the stilt walkers, right? Um, and I'll just bring this up. Uh, this was one of the scare zones. I would go out of my way to stay on the sidewalk. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because, you know, being being just a tad bit blind, um, and they were pumping in that fog, and it's a tight corridor between Despicable Me and what is currently Shrek 4D, RIP. Um, I would often just get on the sidewalk just because people are stopping to take photos, and I don't want to walk through them. Yep. And if I'm trying to walk around the photos, there's a still walker, and God forbid I run into a still walker. So for yeah. this scare zone, I decided I was going to walk around the edges <laughs> most nights unless I was with people. Um, but you're right. It wasn't much of a scare zone, but it was a photo op. So, yeah, it was yeah, um, that's really all I can say about it. Yeah, basically, it's just the entrance. I mean, yeah, you know, welcome nothing, to Horror Nights. Yeah, yeah, nothing really like stood yeah. out or anything like particularly notable, like previous scare zones sure. in the past. And we'll, we'll and, talk about others in a yeah, little bit, too. Yeah. Um, so I mean that's that's really the introduction to Horror Nights this year. That was your your first glimpses were, um, and then you would go further down the line. So yep. if you continued straight uh, past the Monsters Cafe, which is only open during Horror Nights now. Oh, that's I, clever. I've, I've never seen it open during the day anymore. I just don't think it's. Well, that's that's a little sad. Right. But uh, someone out nev- there will correct us. Never say right, never, right. because a year ago they opened up Green Eggs and Ham at Seussland, and it was oh. the first time that it had been opened for uh, yeah. uh, over a decade. Over a decade, Mike. And, I went five now, times the first week it was open, thinking right, I'd never see it again. Right, and, and now, it's still around. Now it's just it's still <laughs> open every day, and it's like uh, this is get your loaded so tots. Wild, yeah, loaded tots. So you good. Get your who hash, um, which is basically loaded tots in a can. Right, it's yeah. in a can. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, you go past the Monsters Cafe, and then you're over by the entrance to the uh, the much aligned uh, or much maligned, I should say, 
um, Jimmy Fallon, right? Well, we just you just passed by the first house, Mike, on the left. There. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I walked right past uh, Bright right Frankenstein. Past, yeah, Bright yeah. lives. Brighter Frankenstein lives. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, this house was um, cool. I don't think cool it was good really word. scary in the traditional sense of it being scary, but it's definitely mm-hmm. a very cool house. Um, I will say it does have. In the house, it has one of my favorite effects that I have ever seen at Horror Nights, which is mm. um, they have a near the end of that that um, house, they have a section where you you walk around a corner and there's a there's a glass wall in front of you. Now, obviously, you know you're on high alert; you're expecting there to be something. Yep. But what's really fascinating about it is that they they had behind that glass wall there was like a a thirty foot corridor, and they had a person that was on like a hook. And they would like fly towards you. Oh yes! Um, (laughs) But the way the lighting was set up is that like all you would really see at first was like their face, and then the rest of their body would just appear Mm -hmm. as it got closer to you. And I will say that that effect alone made this house like stand out to me. Yeah. and it it, ha- it has some really cool scenes. You know, there's the part where she she brings Frankenstein back to life, Spoiler and they've, they've got all the electricity, yeah. and it's like, ha like I I yeah. live, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, um, well, I think the story of this house is she needs to bring him back to life. But what's going to bring him back? Well, obviously, Michael, it's the the blood of Dracula's brides. Right. That's that's what'll do it. Right. And which I mean, when they did the uh, the Universal Monsters house in 2019, these were some of my standout favorites, like mm-hmm. the Bride of Frankenstein. And the brides of Dracula, because God, they were just everywhere and screaming at the top yeah. of their lungs, and like so, I was happy to hear that they all got well represented in the house this year, and I was like, okay, cool, murder my eardrums. So right, <laughs> uh, very excited. So this was a house I was looking forward to, and I wasn't disappointed. But like, there's many houses I prefer to do again. Yeah, I will say that this is this is definitely one of the houses that is pretty much decisively in the middle for me. I think this year, um, because you know there are there are a couple of really cool elements to it but the 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 bulk of the house itself is just kind of um i don't want to say boring but i think it hmm. it feels um it feels like it doesn't really tread new ground like i think no. a lot of i think a lot of horror nights houses um can really kind of push the envelope in terms of like uh, either their source material or like the adaptation of their source material or like can do something that just like makes it stand apart Oh yeah. Um, like an example, I think I can give is when um, we did the Killer Clowns House back in 2019. Yeah. Um, and you know, you walk into the last room of this house, and there's this this 15 foot tall clown doll, and it moves. It moves at like full speed. Like it, it like rolls around and like right. wails its arms at you. But the thing is, is that like. The first two times that we went through that house, it wasn't moving. It. Yeah, like people would tell me it moves, and I go, "What? Like its eyes or its right. mouth? I don't understand what you're talking about." Uh, they call him Clownzilla. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how tall he was, just because it might have been an illusion. Like it could have been, it, as far as I know, it was like 25 feet. Could be 15. It's who knows? But yeah, the first time through, we just would walk in, like you pass under his legs, and like clowns would pop at you from the side. I was like, "All right, cool, I get it. He's tall." Right. But when he that last time I went through, and it was him in all his glory. I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I get it. This dude is literally reaching around and doing things and trying to grab mm-hmm. people unsuccessfully. Thank God. But, oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just – it was so fascinating. And I, I, I think that's I think that's the issue that, that the Bride House had this year where it just – 
it, it didn't really feel like it, it pushed the envelope aside from the one effect that I talked about because mm-hmm. that was something that I noticed personally. But um, for me, it just kind of felt just average, you know? I mean, I probably like it more just because I like the characters. Mm-hmm. That's probably where it's at for me. Um, but a lot of it a lot of it did feel like I'm just passing through empty corridors. Right. Which is um, what, it, like, I'm looking at my list now. I had it pre-ranked as my number four most anticipated house. Uh I won't say where it ended up on my list yet. We'll we'll hold that for later. But I mean, I there's definitely one there's definitely one house that I know for sure is my dead last. Oh, we'll, same. Well, yeah. okay. So well, we'll get to we'll that. get to that. That'll, yes, that'll actually, we'll get to that. Yeah. If, if we follow the route that we get to, that'll actually be. The It'll last be house. very close. Oh, yeah. oh, actually, if we follow the route I'm thinking of, mine are coming up very soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna have very different lists. Well, then here we go. So um, this is why know, we do a show. Going uh, going from the bride house uh, down the streets of New York. Um, we come to two houses. Yes. Um, on the well, left-hand three. side. Was three. it three? Yeah, because the one goes through the Jimmy Fallon queue. Oh, yeah, good point. But you have those other two that are right next to each other yeah. on the other side of Jimmy Fallon. So right, what do you right. want to talk about first? Um, well, you pass by Chainsaw first, right? Yes, the Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There so... have been many ta- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres. This mm-hmm. is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre based on the 1974 film? 74? Four seventy five, I think. I mid seventies. Yeah, mid seventies. Yeah. Um. Obviously, a landmark in you know horror. It was filmed on a shoe, sh- literal uh, shoestring budget. It looks like it. Um. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere once that the director literally only had the enough money to rent the equipment out for three days. Oh boy. So I think they literally filmed Texas Chainsaw Massacre over oh. a period of three days. Well, I know there's one scene in the kitchen with the family, uh, with grandfather i think they call a character and that scene i think lasted 18 hours of shooting yeah like that's that's uh, that's, that's awful for everybody right. on set because i was over 100 degrees there too like every day everything you read about this movie makes you go oh my god <laughs> uh, this movie was made um it's a miracle that it finished right <laughs> oh gosh i like uh and i watched it for the first time like two weeks before this horror nights even started i it's a movie i've never thought to want to watch because you know i'm not a big horror guy definitely not a gore horror person but i finally gave it a chance and i was like okay i get why this was once a landmark film but it's definitely outdated and it's oh, not my yeah. cup of tea so oh yeah. Not, yeah if you if you look at it compared to like what the horror genre has become well it's it, it, i'm I looking mean, at it compared to halloween that came out like five years later right like, like well, oh, i mean my goodness you also have to look at it like this right like john carpenter when he did Halloween, he was so heavily involved in every single aspect mm-hmm. of the process. Like, the dude made the music. He produced it. He directed it. Like, the music's he, my funniest part, where, like, he saw well, saw a finished cut of his movie. He's like, this is boring. I need music. Right. <laughs> and, and went back was, and yeah. wrote a piano scale. I was like, oh, right. this is actually creepy when he put it. <laughs> like, like John, I think John yeah. Carpenter honestly just, like, understands how to make a good horror film because, like, he also did The Thing, mm-hmm. you know, which is just another just absolutely mind-bogglingly good that'd be a cool house film. in a, a year or two yeah that would be man we're um, getting sidetracked uh but yeah, so, yeah we are getting <laughs> sidetracked so texas chainsaw massacre um this house is literally you know if you have gone to horror nights in the past and you've done previous texas chainsaw massacre houses yep it is fundamentally the exact same house um classic house i will say the one thing that made it stand out to me this year was the introduction of smells oh my god um, yeah. yeah now that you they, mentioned it oh yeah they have a part in this um so if you've seen the movie uh there's a part where they they wind up in like a, i believe it's like a pigsty with like a bunch of animals yeah. um 
and in the house you go through the pigsty and it is absolutely fascinating because whoever was in charge of designing the production of these houses this year went all out and again 30 years 30 fears right mm -hmm. but they went all out and that includes making you experience the smells Ugh. of what would be like in these areas and it's, i think for me like just that little level of immersion just adds so much i mean it was as much as i hated the smell it was a it was a good touch phenomenal idea uh, phenomenal. also did you notice this and like um two houses i noticed this um in the pig size scene wow i i let me get my thoughts together in the pig size scene in general when you walk on the floor the mats you're walking on are squishy mats yep to make it seem like you're walking over slop. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever experienced... I mean, I might be wrong. Someone will correct me. I don't think I've ever experienced that at Horror Nights. And the first step I took onto it, I went, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there, there are some really, really fascinating um, uh, development approaches that they took this year, particularly in the um, in the realm of the Pumpkin King house. I mean, we'll oh, talk about We'll get about to that, that one. Yes, sir. That, that had some really fascinating mm -hmm. design elements and we'll, we'll talk about those in due time but um honestly texas chainsaw massacre it, it's tried and true still a good house yeah um it was, but if you've it done it in right. the past it's the exact same house with just with the addition of these these, these little little elements uh yeah. yeah like the screaming pigs i, I yeah. could live a lifetime without hearing that again um yeah. there was a lot of plexiglass in this house i will come out and say that yeah. before someone else beats me to it there was a lot of plexiglass so you could see some scares coming, and like a chainsaw was clearly on the other side of plexiglass for right. most of the house. Um, I they didn't they didn't do the thing this year that they normally do at Texas where we go outside. Um, you go outside, yeah, and I sometimes know. Leatherface will chase you outside. They didn't do that uh, this year, and I can only assume it's because I, I of mean, of the of the distancing protocols that they want to put in. Maybe, um, but like these houses were all nine out of ten of these houses I hear were good to go for last year. Mm -hmm. Um. So who knows how different these houses might have looked, but yeah, I mean, it was a, I'll say this too, before I, I talk myself into a lie, you were talking about how cool it is to go through these houses in the daytime because Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, when I went through this house in the daytime, because I'm me and I struggle seeing, I couldn't see shit for the first half of the house. <laughs> like it was, it was like if there wasn't a lighting effect on a character when they popped out, I, I mean, there's no chance I could walk myself through these halls. And, uh, yeah, until I got about halfway through the Texas Chainsaw House, the first time I went through it, I was like, oh, we are in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the brother. There are five different leather faces. Oh, I get it. I wonder what the first half of this house looked like. <laughs> right. So I'm going to say that one before I get any farther. That's going to affect the way I graded this house, too. I mean, that that's fair. You know, you, even <laughs> even with your stick, you can only see so far ahead, you know? Oh, uh, and full disclosure, I don't go through any houses holding a stick because God <laughs> knows where the stick might take me or who it might hit. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's Texas. That's um, Texas. It's it's. Uh, let me check my pre-rank list. Um. Next, so if if you go further down the line, there there are two more houses over in this section. Um, I believe it's uh, is it is it Tooth Fairy on the left and Icons on the right? Correct. Yeah. So we'll do Tooth Fairy. Um, Revenge of the Tooth. Revenge Fairy. of the Tooth Fairy. Uh, now, this house I will say is, um, I think it's kind of like Bride in the sense that it's like it's not a very scary house. But it is very cool. It is a very, very visually cool house to see. Like it's a, because the whole idea is that like you're reading a children's story, and mm -hmm. then the children's story comes to life around you. Yes. And which, it turns out it's a scary children's story. Yeah. It's just Whoops. it's so cool. 
like you're you're reading about this child i guess that like pissed off the tooth fairy well i, I think his i think his name was james james was a child of wealth and privilege who decided he didn't want to give up his tooth to the tooth fairy you know i think that's how it opens um, and he says something like, no, it's mine. She can't have it. Some, some ridiculous like that. As you're walking through the tunnel with all these storyboards above you, I'm like, <laughs> we're in for a nightmare. Um, yeah, it was like a Victorian era house. I think is what they described yeah, it like as. It's a Victorian so people are in house or, uh, Scrooge McDuck pajamas. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, like, you know, more, more. Victorian, like, old English clothing, like, think, like, Peter Pan style, and, or even older than Peter Pan, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but you know what, for argument's sake, Peter Pan, yeah. why not? Like, like you know, pre-industrial. They're wearing but... nightgowns, <laughs> right? and it's it's funny, and then it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, this house, I think, I think this house had one of the strongest visual identities out of any of the properties that, okay. were, there, that were there this year. That's a good point. Um and like it, it told a it told a semi concise story. I think um, mm. aside from case files, which we'll talk about later, we will. Um, I think this one featured the use of actual like reading elements on the walls more than any other house. Yeah, I noticed there um, was words, but God forbid me if I'm going to read words. Right. So, but it, it was just really cool because you know as you would go through the house and the story was being told, mm-hmm. you would see um, like an actual cutout of a page. With yes. an illustration, yes, and it would be like it's like oh, like James didn't want to give up his tooth, and then, like you would see like the house where James lived, and then it would be like, but the tooth fairy didn't like that, and then yeah. you would like see the tooth fairy, and it's just like it was, it's just a very yeah. visually cool house, not the scariest. No, um, I wouldn't even call it the funniest either. It was just, it was an it was an okay. This was an uh, what they call original idea house uh, yeah we haven't oh yeah the first two ones we talked about were both based on intellectual properties so universal properties or movie properties i guess because i don't know who made texas chancellor massacre but anyway <laughs> but this is this was an original story idea by the horror knights creative team and that's probably why it flowed so well it wasn't trying to retell someone else's story mm-hmm. it was telling its own yeah. story um but this was also a house that uh had a section of it that smelled like shit just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. And they put them right next to each other. Right and I would to like to think they used the same stuff, but uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, again, again the smells this year, particularly there's um there's one area in this house where she um like traps the child in a kitchen and is like threatening him with a drill. Yes. Um and it's <laughs> uh, so funny because the entire time you're in the kitchen, all you smell is like mint. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because of course she's got a drill and she's a dentist, tooth right. fairy, you know. Tooth fairy, um, so you know she's uh, she's getting ready to, to cause some havoc, and all I can think about is I'm like, man, it just it smells really. It's, it's pleasant. really nice in here. It's yeah. really pleasant in this room. Apart from screaming, you know, not too bad. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, tooth fairy, visually cool. Yeah. Not the scariest, but just a very unique house, and I I really hope that. Um, Universal continues going down this path of like using more original IP houses because I think it it mm. it lends a lot. It really likes Universal Creative kind of flex their muscles, um, and I, I mean there there are two examples of this later on that we'll talk about, which are prime examples of what Universal Creative can do, and we'll we'll get to those houses in in a minute. Um, well, but next up, hang on, I'm just getting real quick. Uh, so in my pre rankings, Texas Chainsaw I had as ten going into it. And Revenge of the Tooth Fairy had as eight going into it. Oh. That's only because I was more excited to see other things before I got there. Fair enough. Um, and what you're saying about more creative, intellectual, or no, 
create original, that's the word, more original stories. Uh, back in the day, Universal only did original stories. Yeah. So there is a faction of Horror Nights fans out there who prefer uh, the olden days before original stories, or before when they only had original stories, whereas Mike and I know events that half of them are just based on movies and TV. So that's that's all I'll say about that. And uh, what's our next house? <laughs> well, the next house is one of my personal favorites, definitely mm. my top three which is the Icons house. Yes, the um, uh, Halloween Horror Night Icons. Uh, uh, shoot, was it Unleashed? Captured. Or unleashed captured. Or, captured. Yeah. It's captured. That's it. Um, and this this house is just, it's a wild ride. I well, think I think this house is really, it's universal basically just being like, you know, fuck yeah, we're universal. <laughs> we're universal. <laughs> you know. Yeah. This was a flex. This house was a total flex. But it works. Oh, completely. Um so this this house was really really unique and I love this one. So the whole idea behind this one is that um, every previous icon member from the crypt keeper all the way up to Jack had their own individual section of the house, and they were um, just all together in one house. And it was just absolutely fascinating. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, like uh, you you have this one part where the director and the usher are right next to each I other. I know. That was so cool. So they, they made they made a miniature movie theater yes. inside this house, and you would have the usher would show you into the theater, and then the director would show you his films. And, like, uh-huh. that little segment alone was so fascinating. No. But, like, seeing yeah. everyone else, like, so cool. Okay. And uh, so I'll say this. Unlike the previous houses, because there are there are different levels of what a house is. Like, there's usually a story element to a lot of these houses or, like, a greatest hits element where they're not essentially going by the story. They're just putting beats from the movies or TV shows in there. This one's a, a compilation house where they just they take all these icons. They just throw them in there. There's not really a link. Who cares? Right. It was just, yeah. Uh, let's see. It's just- it's just cool, yeah. especially the final corridor of that house is <laughs> where everybody probably, gets their last moment. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got to be one of the highlights of the entire of the entire just event this year because the final corridor. So what they would do is that at the end of this corridor, right, they would have a different icon and they would cycle them out every mm-hmm. like 15, 20 minutes, I think, is what it is, what it is. We'll never know. Right. Who, who knows? But um, the entire corridor leading up to the icon that was standing on the stage at the end of it on a throne on a throne throne. all of the other icons had their own little side sections on the left and right of the corridor yep and it was just so damn cool seeing all of them there like oh it's like all the icons together in one place (laughs) it it, it's it's what the scare zone at the front of the park should have been should have been correct speaking of which i'll say this like you're saying bloody mary was at the scare zone at the front way too often uh when I saw her in this house, it was perfect. It was just like a corridor, just like old Victorian mirrors. And then, like, you get a, a slam on the floor, and there would be a effect that a couple mirrors are broken, and there's Bloody Mary behind a few of them. And that that made me so happy the first time I right. saw her because I didn't know she would be in there. And I was like, oh, oh they even gave they even gave Bloody Mary her moment. And then she spent way too much time out in the scare zone. But that, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But I just wanted right. to get that out. Mary, I appreciated you in the house, at least. Yes. It was just... it. Just such a cool house. Mm-hmm. Just such an absolutely cool house. Just seeing all the icons together, each of them having their own little moment in the spotlight. Um, I went... Uh, I When I the, when I, the first time I was in the house, um, I got to see the change actually happen. The first time I ever went. I think um, I was there for you, wasn't you I? You were. Yes. And Jack was on the stage 
<laughs> and then Chance came out and pushed him off. Yes. And it was so cool because, you know, back in 2016, yeah, 2016, your, uh, the, your first one. That was the first yeah. year I ever went to Horror Nights, and um, Chance was the host that year. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, Jack was the host the previous year, and she just she, she came on stage at this Icons event or at this Icons house and kicked Jack off. And she's like, she's like, I'm in charge now. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, this is so neat. <laughs> That's something like, I want to get into as well, because like leading up to this year, the only icon I had ever seen in the park was chance. Like mm-hmm. I came in 2014, I missed 2015, which is apparently one of the greatest years ever, whatever. <laughs> but like, I've been to everyone since 2016. So chance was the only one you and I had ever seen in the parks. Right. So really my only knowledge of these icons is like, old Horror Nights commercials that we see while waiting in line for other Horror Nights houses. And then, like, here they are. Like, being a fan of the event and seeing commercials for years, and now they're in front of your face. Like, that's, right. That's it was <laughs> just so damn cool. Uh, so damn cool. So, I mean, honestly, I think this is definitely, definitely my top three. Uh, well, I had it pre-ranked as number three. I'll tell you my official list when we're over, but, yeah, I had it pre-ranked oh, yeah, as I've, three. Yeah, I've got, I've got a list, too, and, I mean, my top three is pretty obvious. You'll, I mean, you'll just hear me gush about how good there we the go. next the next two houses are. But all right, but um, uh, real quick, let's uh, talk about the scare zone. All three of these houses are adjacent to. Yeah, um, the the realm, or I don't even know what the official title of this is. Uh, Seek and destroy is the official title. Okay, where I guess they're aliens. I don't know, but I, I know, think I they are. I don't think they're aliens, though. I think the okay. So well, for some context, right? This one um, takes you, place in New York. It takes place in New York in the streets of New York section of the park. Yeah. And as you're walking through, um, there's all these folks in like white, like jumpsuits with, with helmets. helmets on. Very Hunger um, Games reminiscent. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because now Squid Games is out and it's it's a very popular show. Ah. And I, I think it's kind of funny because the, the costumes that these guys wear are, are very, very reminiscent similar. of that show. That's a good point. But obviously the show was in production well before. Well before, yeah. Right. So. But you walk through this section and um, they just... I feel like this is one of the scare zones that they usually can go a little bit hog wild with because they have so much space to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. in previous years, it's mostly been like the purge or zombie or, land or zombie land or yeah. like stuff like that. Like or like the new like, year's party for 1985. Yes, that, one year. that was, was so damn cool where you couldn't tell who was an actor and who wasn't until right. they turned around and Oh wait, they're right. fangs because they're, they're vampires. <laughs> right. I get it. And, um, <laughs> This year, I th- I feel like it was a little bit tamer this year, but there was sure. one element of it that did kind of stand out, um, which was the the stage that they had. Oh, with the um, uh, with like the, the whatever robot name is. Ro- woman or whatever her name was. Is but, it the controller? Uh, the the controller or the observer? I forget. I, I forget. There's banners um, everywhere. You think yeah, we pay there's attention? Banners everywhere, and <laughs> they they would like walk around, and it was like it it kind of felt like um like what the purge would be like if it was like taken to its natural conclusion. Mm. Like it okay. felt like a, I get you. it felt like it was supposed to be like, this is a pseudo fascist state under control of an unknown individual. Sure. And like, you need Everyone's to bow down to ID. him. Yeah. But also like there's, there's one, there's one prop where they show like a person getting processed into like a red paste. And that's like the only prop yes. that really, it's like the only and, uh, prop that really hints that there's anything like right. horrific about this, aside from the fact that like obviously living in like a fascist state is a terrible, terrible place to be. Well, from what I <laughs> when I read up on, which is why I said, are they aliens? Because it says that they like to capture humans and drain them of their blood so it can run their vehicles. But there's there's no vehicles there. Correct. <laughs> there's no vehicles at all in this section. I understand. <laughs> 
But this is what I was read through uh, Horror Nights, like through Universal. So not somebody didn't just make this. I mean, somebody was paid to make this up, but you know what I mean. Um, I don't understand. This is also uh, a scares and then use both stilt performers and chainsaws. Yeah. Uh, and I say that only because the other night I had one of my best moments of Horror Nights where I was started to walk in the New York section from the San Francisco Transformers area, you know, where the statue is. And as I'm walking through, I hear the chainsaw horde starting to come out, so they're doing a line change for chainsaws because apparently those things can't run forever. Not enough human blood, I guess. <laughs> I guess, But yeah. as they're, they're coming out, and I knew they were starting to come around behind me, and they're coming out in lines, and I go, all right. And so, like, people left and right of me are, like, getting out of the way, and I'm like, well, I'm a kind of fast, and no one's in my way. I'm just going to keep walking forward. The chainsaws don't give a fuck who's in front of them. No, they came not. they came hard and fast. And at one point, Mike, I swear to God, I had two lines of chainsaw people running by me, and I was the middle guy holding my white cane. I'm just like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I'm I'm almost like being protected by a chainsaw army. I'm very jealous. <laughs> you you need to know that. Um. <laughs> but then they all congregated in front of the mummy. And uh, as I was passing the mummy, they each took like a, a half swipe towards my knees. And I'm like, yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up to all of you. So, yeah, that was, I don't know. I just, I just felt like a king for a day. Yeah. I mean, this, um, this scare zone just, um, it didn't really do it for me. I'll be honest. Uh I felt like this was, it was, it was flat. I'm not going to lie, but I was fine with it. Yeah. So, I mean, so far initial impressions of Hard Nights 30, you know, the first two scare zones are just kind of meh. Yeah. The first two houses are kind of meh. Tooth Fairy really cool elements uh horror nights like icons amazing amazing so good um but now we're gonna get into the back part of the park which is where there's even more fascinating stuff so going towards the statue and then making a left you go down into oh the san francisco um, the san francisco Francisco. that's fun to say which um i don't for the life of me i do not know the name of the scare zone oh you don't it's everywhere no it's crypt tv oh crypt tv yes thank you yeah You, you know that youtube channel that we've all watched their of, stuff from of course of course yes crypt tv i'm not knocking you crypt tv i'm just letting you know we didn't know who you were is until a, horror nights told us oh you it's, were it's a real thing, thing? yeah they're like on, irl it's a real thing yeah this wasn't a parody this is this huh. is a youtube channel that it makes actual horror tv shows and so all the little characters you saw to the left or right of you and those screens okay those are based off of shows that they do well that's fascinating because i did not know that at all Two months. Two months. You could have. Yeah, yeah. Two months. I gotta look this up. I just assumed it was a scare zone for the sake of being a scare zone. No, it was a promo. Okay. Which is why for the first like two weeks they had like universal survey takers at either end with their iPads. Like, wow. hey, can you feel a survey? That's so like, fascinating. And a lot of one of the questions was, were you familiar with Crypt TV before? That's so fascinating. And the answer was usually no. Um I still haven't given them a try. I probably should, especially with like the weird Santa Claus. I wanna yeah, watch I wanna um, watch whatever that is. Th- so this this scare zone was was another just it was a cool scare zone i will say that this one um there's no roaming characters though that was that was the only interesting part of this one it was well it's always been a like this scare zone's been a pain and a half to navigate as a sighted person let alone as me for years like like, um although i will freely admit uh back in 2018 uh they renamed it to dead man's wharf yes but they also really cool it was really cool mike but they also put a ship that blocked half the entrance (laughs) and then they strobed it with smoke and then oh my gosh it was it was really cool if you weren't walking through it to be fair to be fair (laughs) they did this before fast and the furious supercharged was finished correct okay yeah you're right they did have the ship slightly recessed 
into the back section by where Twister used to be. Um, but I mean, it still didn't really make it any easier to navigate. It was still a, a, just uh, a hassle to get through there. Disaster, but, disaster. Yeah, but uh, Crypt TV, very, very cool. Just very cool. It was cool um, looking, cool aesthetic. The it was chill. Yeah, there was like there was like four or five different like stages where I guess now that I know it's a YouTube channel, they make actual shows, actual content. Yeah, right. I guess that they it was like a, just a reenactment of their content. Correct. Um, those were all characters from shows. The Christmas one, really cool. Um, the one that people loved the most was the one right by the front entrance of this, oh, which yeah. was, um, there was a dude who had like a mannequin in front of him and he would like keep taking the head off yep. and like caressing the head. And I, I, again, very I weird. never saw anything nope. of Crypt TV, so I have no idea what the context is. Um, but, uh, I can only assume that he like a murderer or a serial killer or something but uh, he always that, had a following every time i was there and that's the problem night. he was right where the entrance was like what do you want me to do uh so i mean he was he was very macabre to say the least right like it was just it was really cool seeing it um but all it would ever do which just caused this huge backup, backup by the front. of people taking videos and photos right and again this area is narrow and doesn't really leave a lot of room to to negotiate with to begin no. with yeah. so it's already kind of causing some problems there and by just introducing a backup in the middle of it it just yeah. makes it worse like i almost feel like his stage uh, there's no way they would have anticipated this his stage should have been where the spider person stage yes. was oh uh, yeah. was really cool not knocking you spider person you were cool but you weren't causing a backup like this not guy causing was. a backup no yeah. no um and then there was one more um, well, there was actually a couple more because i, I granted I don't know these things, so I can't give you I can't give you great names <laughs> on these right. things. But like, so after after weird mannequin guy, uh, with like the the bones and whatever he was doing, uh, just to the right after you passed him was like somebody who would just like stalk back and forth on like a five foot stage, and I, I couldn't tell you anything about them. And then there's something else happened on the right, might have been related to the stalking back and forth on the stage. Couldn't tell you, but across from them was Spider Person. Spider Person's cool. Spider Person is very cool, and, and the the Santa Claus thing was very cool. Santa Claus when he would snarl and nobody expected that. That's that was hilarious. Yeah, so that that's you know, this this scare zone has some really 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 cool design elements, um, but again, not really scary yeah. per se. Again, yeah, it, with no context comes uh, see, no attachment. Now, it, I yeah. mean, obviously, had I known that this was a whole yeah. YouTube series, I'm sure I could understand the 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 wanting to like do the mannequin more if um uh, who knows you know the if I had like the context behind it um but uh you know it's still still uh -huh. a very cool scare zone and uh, real quick the last people were on the left across from Weird Santa Claus uh, I think they were like an Adams Family knockoff I'm not sure okay one of the guys every time I walked past he would like crouch and just like give me a crazy look and I'm like <laughs> and you get you give him a nod and a smile I was like what's going on you know, just let them let them know. That, yeah, they're just they're just doing their yeah, thing. Man. You're acknowledging them. So but, um, so moving on moving on from there, we're getting into the back section of the park. So right. So we um, gotta go through London first. We'll go through. There's London. nothing there. Nothing. Nothing's there. There's I mean, nothing things are there things are open, but nothing's there. J.K. Rowling. Um, Who? J yeah, she's a massive piece of shit. Yikes. Um, but uh, you know, they never do anything. Horror Nights related inside Diagon Alley. No Dementors, which, to be fair, no Death Eaters. To be fair, considering how busy and cramped it gets on a normal day, uh -huh. I completely understand I, why. I get the move. I completely understand. Because if you combine the popularity of Harry Potter with the popularity of Horror Nights, I cannot even begin <sighs> to imagine how 
insanely difficult it would be to move around in that section. Well, like I know, uh, during Horror Nights, uh, going on at Islands of Adventure, they do the, uh, it's basically the Dark Arts takes over Hogsmeade. So you either have Death Eaters or Dementors going through the streets of Hogsmeade. And then they have the Castle Projection Show, which is Dark Arts themed. And they do this to offset the crowds at Horror Nights and also to be like, yeah, see, we do stuff. So I don't blame it. Also, the first year, the first Horror Nights that um, Diagon Alley was open, they blocked off the streets of London. Right. So we all had to walk across the corridor along the water. (laughs) And oh my God, like for nothing being there, it was shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And I think, again, this is all hearsay, but somebody... Somebody from Universal's operations had to go back to the Harry Potter camp and be like, guys, if you don't want them to go in Diagon Alley, we get it, but we need to open up that street in London so people can just walk. Right. Like, there's not <laughs> enough space to just yeah. get by that little fountain. So, like, so, I, I can't anyway. even imagine. Oh. What that would, or especially when it was under construction. Oh, yeah. Same I, thing. I same thing. Same thing. I can't even imagine how awful it must have been to try and get uh, there. there. But, but anyway, you zip through London. Going through London, no problem. Now, at the end of London, we have one of... The best parts of Horror Nights 30, which was the Nightmare Fuel show on the Fear ah, Factor show. stage. Which, uh, rest in peace, Fear Factor stage, because you are finally getting your comeuppance and you're allegedly, disappearing. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, let's be honest. It, it, it had to have happened at one point. I've been saying it for three years. Like, right. all right, it's gone now, right? But Nightmare Fuel is the new show that they introduced this year. Obviously, it's not Bill and Ted. No. Nothing will ever replace Bill and Ted. And Bill and Ted had a mixed reaction, so. Right. You know, say lovey. But... Nightmare Fuel this year, I don't think I met a single person that did not just rave about how good this show was. I mean, listen, you had you had people in BDSM gear like flipping around the stage. There was fire. There was lots you, of fire. That, that was my so big takeaway from fire. it was wow, there's there's still so more fire. Much fire. Yeah. Or or you had you had um what was it the main the main villain lady? There's like one part when yeah, she's nightmare just, lady. Yeah. She's just like walking around on the stage on like stilts, but yes. they're like on her hands. Yes, and it's like this is what is happening. Like the show is just so good. It was it was very batty. Uh, there was a contortionist. <sighs> so there was a contortionist, a, a guy who would um, swing around on an, on air, an aerial acrobatist. Like an aerial acrobatics. You had not one. But two different fire twirlers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, multiple fire twirlers. Multiple fire twirlers. Early and, in the show. I was like, all right, we're getting right. the fire out of the way. And no, 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 more fire. It wasn't even that they were like, like you know, haha, here's like one fire element that I'm going to use. No, no. they had they Keep had throwing hoops, them. They had bags. Keep throwing they had, them. Oh, my they had, goodness. like spiked rings. and It was so wild to see the show. Don't try this at home. A hundred percent. Was, yeah. Oh, my like, goodness. Th- this is the definition of do not try this at home because, oh, my God. Like, it was just. I like, mean, I got flashbacks so to the episode of New Girl where Schmidt is twirling fire at the bar. He goes, oh, wait, I don't know how to stop this. I, I really didn't think this through. Everybody get out. Get out. <laughs> so, oh, that was that was my one takeaway before I was like, oh, wait, no, they're better than that. <laughs> right. Like, just so, so good. I mean, like, it's a show, you know, yeah. guy guy has nightmares, he gets attacked by his demons, and then, like, the show is just like, ah, I'm, I'm trapped in my nightmares. I need and to wake the, up, all wake up. the music up. would play, and, you know, they, they had songs, like, literally called, like, Trapped in My Nightmares, and... Um, well, as we all have nightmares of just listening to metal music. Right. I mean, oh, that's that's nothing, That's all that's in mine. Oh, my um, goodness. I will say that I think the highlight of the entire show for me is about halfway through it, uh, they start playing Rob Zombie's Dracula, Correct. and that's when you have the fire twirlers come out with these rings, and then you have a third fire yes. twirler come out who, like, 
puts fire on her body yep. and like does tricks yep. while her body is on fire. Yep. Like it's just like it's so wild to see the show. And I really, really hope that if it comes back next year in some form, eh, we'll I, I would be just absolutely fascinated to see what the next steps they would take for this show would be because mm-hmm. it was so good this year. And I can't even begin to imagine what it would look like to try and top it for next year. Well, I know in the previous years they had the the dance troupe, uh, Villains Academy, because mm-hmm. uh, they used to have a partnership with Universal. I don't believe they do anymore. No. RIP. But they actually, yeah, they used to be set up where the the Crapery on Main Street is now. Right. They they did yeah. one show there, and they're like, "This is a nightmare." So once Bill and Ted left, they shoved them in the the Fear Factor mm-hmm. stage for two years in a row, and so. I think that's where the vibe came from because this had a, a similar vibe to two yes. years ago. Only now everybody's not just a dancer; now they can do tricks. Right? Like <laughs> you've got the. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a full on like stage production. It was so damn cool. Also, just really cool illusions. Um, like the at the very beginning of the show, the the main character. I mean, you know, he's sleeping on like a cot, and like he gets woken up by his nightmares and he gets captured, but like. He is this this like six foot six like absolutely ripped dude. Dude is tall. Dude's yeah. tall, and he like lays down on this bed and like covers himself with a blanket. And then half a second later, the blanket gets taken off, and he's not there anymore. Now, obviously, he got he went into the mattress, but it's like <gasps> the change the change happens in less than a second. It is so fucking cool to see that happen in real time. Because it's literally like even even I was on the left hand side of the stage when I saw the show, so when he was laying down, his head was facing towards us, so I still had a good vantage point of like actually underneath oh, okay. the sheets, I and I still could not see how they did it in less than a second. It was just so so damn cool. And they have another part where he's in a cage at the end of the show, yes. and they wrap the cage up while it's dangling in uh-huh. the air. Uh-huh. It's dangling in the air. There's nothing underneath it. Yep. And then they stab all these swords through. Uh-huh. And then they take the plastograph off while it's still dangling in the air, and he's just not in the cage anymore. Yeah, it's that's like that's one I just fuck? wrote off as like, <laughs> like it's magic. I, it's well, just... well, I was like, well, I was like, well, I can't see. Clearly <laughs> right. I clearly I missed the part where he got out of the cage. Right. Like it's like <laughs> it's just it's such just a visually cool show. It's so uh. damn fascinating. If they bring it back next year, just just Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. Well, it's so good. We'll see what they do. But, you know, always always something in that theater worth seeing. I just hate waiting for it. Yeah. That's that's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. But now uh, we're going to go back to the houses. Yes, because we um, have a house next door to the stage. So yes. you better time your walks very carefully. Yes. So this is scary. Uh, horror in the Heartlands. Yes. Um, Oops. My bad. Now, this, this house um, was the last house that I did uh, for me personally. It was the last house that I had to do this year. Um, and, uh, the, the concept of this one, I guess, is that it's like, uh, it's another compilation house. It's a compilation house, right? So it's like, um, I think it's one part like, you know, weird, like real life pop culture and like weird, like compilations from just like general, like, you know, universal is just being like, yeah, fuck it. We can just throw a bunch of shit together in a house. So the story Um, with this is, uh, Cary, Ohio is an actual city in the state of Ohio. And a creator from the early Horror Nights kept basing properties Hmm. in Cary, Ohio, back when they made original concepts all the time. So literally, what I've been told, and I think this is true, every show scene you go through is an homage to an older house. Oh. Yeah. And they all took place in Cary, Ohio. So that's why it's called Scary Horror in the Heartland. So yeah, it's a... 
because there was the one with uh, HR Blood and Guts, which is um, it's an older it's an older one. I think back in 2011, but HR Blood and Guts is like the holidays gone wrong. So it's like mm. if Krampus existed, if there was a Krampus for every holiday, pretty much. And HR Blood and Guts is the Lord of all Krampus. Um, I'm probably incorrect in how specific I was getting there, but that's the gist of that. So that was one of the one of the ones. So I was very excited to see him because I've heard about him for years, and there he is. See, for me, um, I would never have done that had if I didn't if you hadn't just told me right now because the first the first section is like Bat Boy. Yes, <laughs> like it's just Bat Boy. Also, this is another house that the first time I did it was straight from the daytime because oh. I I <laughs> oh is right uh, we. Did a stay and scream, and we went straight to scary because we had a strategy, and it worked wonderfully. But I knew there was a Bat Boy there. I couldn't tell you what else was there. So, so there my was... first, my first like three rooms, I was like, yeah, everything is dark. Bat Boy, <laughs> HR Blood and Guts. Um, the uh, there was like this dude that had like a, a porcelain like doll head that was like a butcher. Yes, yes. Um, leave it to Cleaver. I okay. did see that guy. Okay. Yes. That's what he's. Okay. That's well, kind of cool. I think that was uh that was definitely one of the coolest parts of this house for me, because like you find yourself in a butcher shop, mm-hmm. and it's just it's really cool because he's just there. Yes. Um, like stomping around because he's also like this very big imposing figure. He's like uh, a yeah, six no. foot tall dude. Yep. Um, so that that part was really cool. Uh, I do not remember. Anything else from this house? Uh, that's the thing. Like, oh, I, there's like an Aquaman part or a creature from the Black there Lagoon. Is, or... There was like Weird Aliens or Black Lagoon. Again, yeah. I'm going on your site more than mine, obviously. But there definitely was a weird creature alien looking like thing. Right. Probably from the Black Lagoon. Uh, so Maybe this... from a Great Lake. Where's Cary, Ohio? I'll get a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this house was um, this house was very cool. Um, but, you know, I think it, it again... It kind of like uh, kind of like some of the other houses where like it just it didn't feel like it had like a, a cohesive artistic vision. Well, because it it was a compilation, it's a compilation yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but now we're getting into uh, real quick. I had it ranked as number seven on number my seven. pre my pre list. Yes. Well, now we're getting into uh, oh, what yes. are in my opinion the two best houses at Horror Nights. Well, I mean, Michael, I'm gonna throw this on the table. We have five houses left to talk about. They're all heavy hitters in my book. All five of them. Just well, like this is the twenty seven Yankees we're about to True. Talk about. I mean, okay, so you know, nineteen twenty seven Yankees, like, okay, you've got this is this is when James Earl Jones is sitting down and talking to you about Oh like, yeah. This is this yeah. is the this is the murderer's room. Here, I'll you trade know? you. <laughs> so like we talked about those first five houses. We talked about the first few scare zones. Not intentionally were we building this up, but that's just the way the park was laid out this right. year. This hand up. These next five houses, I yeah, are some of my favorites from all of Horror Nights ever. Yeah, so, so here we go. We're starting. Uh, well, first you have to leave Scary, go past Men in Black. You go past Men in Black. There's no scare zones here. No scare zones um, here. There, there is a drink stand which is so insanely oh, popular. Yeah, don't even go to this. That point. it causes uh, a massive clog. I, but... I will tell you my favorite drink stand <laughs> later on, kiddos. Don't you worry. This one is on my top list of avoid, avoid, avoid. Now, in this section. You have two houses. You have Puppet Theater, excuse me, Puppet Theater. Yep. And Wicked Growth Realm, Realm of the Pumpkins. Now, oh, it's Puppet which, Theater Captured Audience. Yeah, because captured, every title needs a colon. Audience, right? Captive, captive yes. audience. Every title needs a colon. Now, Puppet Theater was teased 
last year. Yes. Uh, um, and they obviously never opened it because of COVID. So correct, but it was good to go. It was it was ready to go. They just didn't open it last year. Now, having experienced puppet theater, um, I have virtually no hesitation in calling puppet theater my favorite house of this year. Okay. Seconded right. only by Realm of the Pumpkin King. Okay. Okay. So Spo- spoiler alert, folks. Neither one of them is my top two, but it's very close. They're, I mean, well, I these, think you're insane, but... We'll, we'll get to this. We will <laughs> so, get to the insanity. So I, I want to start with Puppet Theater because... Let's um, do that. Let's start with Puppet Theater. I, you know, for the, first, for the first three weeks of the event, I never got the chance to go to Puppet Theater. Oh, see, this was and the second house I went to. So, so, so for me, I mean, I can't imagine what it must have been like for you, but for me, yeah. I kept looking at the... Uh, the wait times that they would have posted and every single night. Uh-huh. This terrible. house was averaging like 90 minutes. Uh-huh. And keep in mind, most houses that hit that 90 minute mark are usually like the big IP houses. Yeah, based Stranger on some Thing, movies, some yeah, Hill House, Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters. Like yeah. those are the ones that are the most popular, right? So to see an original IP that was hitting a 90 minute mark mm-hmm. on average was like, holy shit, this house has got to be. So good. Uh-huh. And after having done this house, I can faithfully confirm that this house is <laughs> just so good. It's a very so pretty house. You, you, um, the, the, I, I don't think there's really like a true story to this one. You're just wandering into like an abandoned so theater. There is um, an abandoned, the story I got again, right. again, I just, I looked up way too much stuff, which is how I made a power ranking beforehand. The story is you're going into this quote abandoned theater however there's a a theater troupe still there and like they're also like ballerinas as well and puppeteers and things like that they're all still there but they don't have an audience um so they capture you to be their audience and then they realize no no no, we don't want you as your audience we also want you to be part of the show um and since it's horror nights they have to capture you and uh you know maim you a little you know i just as you would this house is just just visually it's a cohesively beautiful house it's lots, a of, very, props. lots, lots of, of props lots of props holy lots crap of props the, even the exterior with um, the giant marionette oh X's. i'm making yeah. marionette motions right they, now so, audience so this you, is terrible for a podcast when you walk outside of the front entrance of this thing it literally it's just an old abandoned theater correct and seeing it like here you know it's like okay puppet theater like i get it like i get, I get what they're going for mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. You walk inside and you go behind the stage, which, in my opinion, has one of the best actual <laughs> scary moments from Horror Nights. You're talking about the makeup, uh, the make the makeup dude. Yeah. So you walk behind the stage and you're in like a makeup slash like dressing room. So there's mirrors. It they, smells like baby powder. Right, there's mirrors. It smells like baby powder. Yeah. You're like, Wow. Like this is so cool. And then there is a moment where you walk past all of these mirrors, right? Because you know, just cosmetic mirrors. Yeah, cosmetic mirrors. Big. Right. Yeah. And then, like, there is this one mirror that doesn't actually have a pane of glass there. Um, and it still matches what you would see on the other side. But there's a there's a dude that just comes around the corner and just, like, sticks his entire body uh-huh. out of the window. Not like an arm, not like a hand. No. His entire Which body is accompanied with a loud smashing noise right. as if he just broke through the mirror right. to kill you it is it and that's how this attraction starts yes welcome that's to the how show this starts it's so good <laughs> so you you do that and then you have um you see all these little puppets and they like move around and they've got all these characters uh-huh. and um so there there's that one moment in the beginning and then you have a moment halfway through which i think for me is 
It's the, the woe moment. It's of the Horror woe Nights. moment of this yeah, house. Yeah. Now it's not the biggest woe moment of this year's Horror Nights because that goes for Pumpkin King, and I'll, I'll get it. Yeah, to we'll that get one. to that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. This, this has a woe moment where you walk around this corner. And you're just, you just inside a theater. Well, you go through the curtain. You, you go, go through, through a curtain. red curtain. You go through and a red curtain. And now you're and you're on in the stage. Theater. You're on stage in the theater. There's an audience. There's an audience. There's They've a got balcony. Seats. There's a balcony with a person that sit there and like waves at you, and it's like as it's they like, casually stab the person next to them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like what the fuck? Like you, just, <laughs> you go from this this really cramped behind the stage corridors to just being Whoops. in this wide there open auditorium. Yep. And it's just so, so cool. Yeah. No, that 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 was a wow. First time I did it, I went, oh, my God. First time I didn't even notice there was a balcony. That's yeah, how wowed like, I was the first time I went through it. So I was like, good. Oh, okay. So good. <laughs> and uh, it's just really like puppet theater, really, for me, I, I have no hesitation in saying that it's my number one house. Okay. Year. I mean, no hesitation. we didn't even get to everybody doing their soliloquies as they try to stab you at yeah. the end. Uh, yeah. And the, like, guy well, who's, the, the guy who's yeah. got the marionette and then pops around the corner to be like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not behind a pane of glass. Right. And then so. you've, you've got all these people that are like, he's like uh, Shakespearean actors that are like. Yeah, they're reciting you know, Hamlet and Othello right. and, and, while they try to stab uh, you. And you've got this part at the end where the, um, like the maestro or the conductor, I, I suppose, um, is like sitting there and like, he died while playing the piano. Correct. And like That's the right. piano like still plays. Yes, and it's like yeah. it's like it's just it's so cool. It's just uh, such a cool house. It was it was and, a very cool house, but this and, this was uh, a this is a heavy year, Mike. Yeah. That's the only reason why it's not in my top two, because this back half, it's a heavy half. Well, so that's the thing, right? So we just finished up Puppet Theater. And right. now we go into what is we honestly could, yeah. it's so difficult for me to put Puppet Theater in number one. I mean, like I obviously I said Again. I have to say it with confidence, yeah. Puppet Theater is number yeah. one, but this next house, Realm of the Pumpkin King, was such a good contender for that crown uh, that yeah. I honestly, during the event, I had difficult thinking <laughs> it over. But like now, now that I have the chance to like reflect on Horror Nights, I still think Puppet Theater edges out very slightly. Sure, but Realm of the Pumpkin King, I think, <laughs> is one of the finest Horror Nights houses that Universal has put out in probably the last six years. Well, the best part was I love getting a Halloween Horror Nights house that is based off of the spirit of Halloween. Exactly. So give me give me some pumpkins, give right. me some trick-or-treaters, give me Michael Myers, right. whatever. So Make me feel Halloween. Realm of the Pumpkin King. Um, again, this story, you're entering the Realm of the Pumpkin King. Right. A bunch this of an, weird shit starts This is another original town. idea. You haven't missed this right. movie. Yeah. Right, right. You see all these pumpkins. There's like a pumpkin totem pole at the beginning that everybody wants their photo with. Right. And there's, um, one, there's one pumpkin in particular. I think his name is like literally like Boo or something. And like yes, everyone, his name is Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who named him that, but everybody, right. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, but you, you walk into this. Um, so right off the bat, before you even get into the house, you walk through this like corridor of like pumpkin vines that are like over yes vines that are coming archway. off the uh, yeah. um yeah, you got it. and you hear this like voice like screaming it's like you're entering the realm of the pumpkin well king. that's the witch and... doing the spell because right. she's telling the pumpkin right. king he's coming happy right. halloween i'm a witch so so you walk in and the first so i love when houses do this but you walk around the corner into the first part of the of the of mm -hmm. the house, and there's like a literal physical home in front of you. Yes, and I love when they do that at Harvard. I love in front when they of you. do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get a you get a scare right off the bat, right off the bat, because there is a fence to your left hand side. Yep. Now the first time that I ever did this house, it was in the beginning of the of the season, and I guess they just didn't have enough characters at the time. Ah. Uh -huh. But every time that I went in after that, turns out that that fence, despite having the appearance of regular wood slats is made out of like a laminate material so a pumpkin creature 
can burst through the fence and try and grab you. <laughs> and I have to tell uh-huh. you, I you know, I'm not a person that really scares easily, yeah. but I will I will freely admit that you know, aside from the makeup scene in Puppet Theater, yeah, this was one of the yeah. other big scares that actually got me this year because like it's dead quiet. There's no reason for you to suspect that there's anything there. And then, like, this entire body just bursts out from behind this fence. <laughs> and you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, you just, like... So uh. that's how this one starts. And then you go inside the house, and they have, like, a radio announcement that's playing. And it's like, you know, ladies oh, and gentlemen, yeah. like, the, like w- there's, like, pumpkin seeds that are there's, going up everywhere. There's murders and, and murders things. And, and, right. Yeah. And you start getting attacked by creatures that are, like, being taken over by, by, a pumpkin, by the pumpkin king. Something. Or, yeah. like, a pumpkin, like, devil or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so you go through all these houses, uh, all this like sections of the house, and um, you. This is another house that really heavily relies on smells, but not really until yes. the end. Yes. So we'll get into that. But um, I mentioned early on in this episode that there is one visual element of this house which is just so fascinating to me. Um, you walk across a bridge. You walk uh-huh. across a bridge inside the house, and they have all these mirrors set up mm-hmm. where on it the, looks on like there's floor. Ru- on yeah. the floor. Yeah. There's it looks like there's rushing water moving underneath you and you can look over the sides of the bridge and obviously there's no water down there. Correct. But like visually it's very difficult for you to tell uh-huh. that there's not just rushing water everywhere underneath this bridge. Again, this was one of those houses the first time I did it. This was this was the first house I did all horror nights. Did this night one, middle of the daytime. That entire effect, I didn't see the first time I went through it. Because I'm like, that's, all right, I'm on a bridge, I'm a on a bridge, tragedy. I'm on a bridge. And it wasn't until the next time I went in, I went, oh, look at that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an absolute tragedy. Because like this this section is it, just so cool. And then you get into the woe moment of of this house. Yes. So you, you, you get continue the smell across of this pumpkin. bridge. You, yeah. you smell pumpkins. Yeah. You go into this little cave network. Mm-hmm. And there's a witch who's casting a spell. And she's bringing the pumpkins alive. Correct. This is all her fault. She's like cursing the town. It's all her fault, right? And then you get to the woe moment of this house. You go around this corner, and (laughs) there is just this massive pumpkin with the pumpkin king on top top. of it. And this this pumpkin king is this like this like ten foot tall like fully mobile creature that like moves around and like reaches out towards mm-hmm. towards guests and mm-hmm. he's screaming and roaring and oh it's just oh my god it's so so damn cool yeah it's so damn cool so the first time i went through and like i said i wasn't seeing the house too well but i was getting the gist of it i'm like this is a cool house without catching most of the cool stuff <laughs> and towards the end the pumpkin king i didn't get a good view on it and i go wait was that him that had to be him because the, the maze ended. So the second time I went through with a friend of mine, uh, they were having none of this house. So they were trying to bowl through, and I got my hand on their shoulder. And when I knew the Pumpkin King was coming, I knew it was just a long corridor and a turn on the right. I let her go and just stood there and stared at him for like three <laughs> seconds and went, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. All right, I got to make sure I know how to get out of here. <laughs> just Pumpkin, like Pumpkin, the Wicked Growth was just It was really cool. No, so that's good. It makes your heart happy. Oh, it's so good. It's just—it's such a good house, and I really do think that if I think Puppet Theater literally just edges it out just ever so slightly, ever uh, so slightly. Well, I'm taking a look at my preview list here, just because I know I had them both kind of high. Oh yeah, there we go. So one, two, three, four. Five. I had Wicked Growth ranked at five going into it, and Puppet Theater ranked as six. They both finished higher than that. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, just so good. 
but really, now, really fun. Now we're getting into more heavy hitters, right? So Well, yeah. Now we go, go through the Springfield area, right, which this year, no characters. Uh, usually it's a chainsaw horde, but this well, year there is chainsaws everywhere else. Yeah, they well so they so, they would occasionally bleed in like chainsaws from other sections into did this they? area. I yeah. never saw that. It was very rare. Normally this is not like a real scare zone, it's like a pseudo scare zone. Yeah, yeah. it's never and, on the map, but like people have chainsaws. Right. And God only knows what's going to become of this area now that like Disney owns Fox and well, Simpsons and everything. We'll God worry only about knows that so. when we come to it. Right. Um but now you're getting into what are arguably the two like most popular houses of the year? Oh yeah, these. Um, yeah. So you have you have Beetlejuice, the most anticipated houses, right? You have Beetlejuice sure. and Hill House. Yeah, right um, next to each other, right by ET and um, and Pizza Zones. You get your pizza fries, and yes. Potatoes. It's oh, all well. This little microcosm. We'll talk part. about the food in a second. Yeah. I'll keep it brief, folks. Trust um, me, I've got this, a list. This is like a just a microcosm of like horror nights, like Correct. in this one section of the park, right? This yeah. So, I mean, there's many nights. I just went straight to this area to yeah. grab drinks and food. Um, Beetlejuice. Uh, you know, I full disclosure. Yep. Never seen the movie. Shut your face. No, I've never seen Beetlejuice, and now I've said it three times, so he should show up, right? I don't know. You've never seen the movie, <laughs> so I wasn't gonna make that joke. Um, but now that I know you've never seen it, right? So I, I've never seen Beetlejuice. You, um, you did I've the seen, Beetlejuice house without ever seeing it. I I also did Hill House without seeing the show. Wait, you didn't finish watching Hill no, House? I, I finished it. I finished it. Oh, you, so you did the house, then you finished it? Yeah. And then I went back in and did the house again. Okay. And I could recognize a lot more of the, of the okay. references. Okay. But uh, no, I've uh, full disclosure, I've never seen Beetlejuice. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Who for, hurt you? I know. So, um, Beetlejuice house, uh, obviously. Yeah, I'll let you talk about it then because now I'm now I don't know what to say. Cool. I mean, so uh, my impressions of the house uh-huh. are that um, you know typically there's there's one house every year at Hard Nights that's like a more quote-unquote lighthearted house yes um yeah so like in previous years it was like ghostbusters like yeah. something like that it's like yeah. it's not like a it's not meant to be a, a truly a, scary house no but it's really more like a oh shit like you're on the set of beetlejuice right this is this is what i was um, saying this is a greatest hits house not necessarily right. a story although it almost right. follows the story um, almost so like uh you go into this house and the, the first thing that you walk in and is, is like this little room where beetlejuice is just <laughs> Shooting the shit. Well, it's not just a room. It's like a maze as we all walk up platforms and Beetlejuice is on the top. He's in like a little box. Just he's carnival barking. (laughs) And this isn't a recording. This is Michael Keaton. These are Beetlejuice performers who are always at Universal. And the guy's just like, just like, hey, what's going on there? You know, and someone says, you know, someone tries to say his name and he goes, whoa, 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 wait, just once. Once all you get. All right. Just keep on going. Right. And like at one point he said, like, he goes, hey, you like my pants? I go, yeah, they won't let me wear a kilt. You can see why. I was like, oh, my God. Like this. <laughs> yeah, he's just having a grand old he's time. He's just shooting yeah. the shit. Um, uh, so then you, uh, again, I, I've never seen the film, but I'm assuming oh that God. you just go through and you're just doing the greatest hits, right? You've got you've got the dude that's, like, pressed flat as a board that's, like, on a coat rack or something, and he's... I mean, I, as much um, as I want to talk more about what you're seeing, I... <laughs> I just want you to see the movie now, and I just well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to it, but you know, I don't know if you are. You've, um, you've you you walk into the room where they they're all sitting in the waiting room, and yes, the waiting um, room in the afterlife. He, he pulls the yes. he pulls the ticket number that's like nine hundred ninety nine trillion or some shit. And, you got it. Um, you get it. Yeah. God, the waiting um, room is so cool. Like I <laughs> I walk through there and like. I'm just I'm looking at you, and I'm just I can't believe you. Yeah, but I'm I mean, walking I'm walking through the waiting. This. I don't yeah. think you did. I'm walking through the waiting room like this is so cool. Like right. these are actual like bits from like the set. There's the half lady. <laughs> this is crazy. There's the shrunken head guy. Like oh my god, this I is mean, amazing. I'll tell you what, why don't Why don't you Why don't you tell us your thoughts? Uh, because I guess... my thoughts are pretty much like full stop. Like. Beetlejuice is a fun house. Yeah, it is the um, fun house. I don't think it was ever meant to be like a scary house. It but had it's just... it had good scares. 
uh, for what it was. Well, I don't know if you got them timed right, but it had some good ones. Yeah, but I mean, I guess this, I'll go through yeah. it. So, I mean, first, <laughs> oh my god. So first you Mar- go. Marshall, your thoughts, Rob? Yeah. So you go up the ramps uh, that are all in front of Barker Beetlejuice, and then you go around the corner, and then um, there was the tunnel, the warp tunnel that you know has got the Beetlejuice characteristics on it, black and white. Yes. And it's supposed to spin. And they turned it off after two days. I see. I went through it opening weekend when it was spinning. And then I don't know why they turned it off because it's not even it's not even that good no, of a warp tunnel. I know why they turned it off. They turned it off because guests kept falling over each other. That's the point of a warp tunnel, and that's not so, even a good one. No, no, no. So they Ugh. they've got the they've got the bars up on the side. Correct. They're just supposed to hold on to because right, you're going to get right. disoriented and fall to your left or right depending so on which way it's spinning. There's literally a news story about this. You can look it up. But like apparently, oh my God. apparently one guest got so disoriented that they literally fell over the bar Ugh. into the tunnel. And obviously, they stopped it immediately. Yeah, you like, have to. After, Wait. after two days, they stopped it. They stopped the warp tunnel after two I, days of operation. You sure that was only two days? Because there was a day I was there in line, two and days. the line got stopped for 40 minutes. And I'm like, I'm 20 feet away from the merge point. So, like, I'm not moving, and Express isn't moving. We're like, somebody must have had a heart attack. I mean, look, unless they unless they bought it back later, but, like, I just have to laugh so much because it's, like, this is literally the definition of, like, a carnival uh, trick. Yeah, it is a carnival and, trick. And, like, literally. they have those yeah. bars there so you can just grab onto them and just walk forward. You can even close your eyes and walk through this thing and just not get disoriented. But, like, yeah, yeah. the fact that someone got so disoriented so that they that went they over the rail, over the railing, which, by the way— is like, three and a half feet tall. Right. Like, it's not, like, a short railing. Like, Oh, my God. I— I have to laugh. I really do. Because, like, just close your eyes, grab the bar, and just walk forward. I mean... Like, it's that easy. It's that simple. I mean, my family hates me when we go through warp tunnels because they're like, oh, you can't see anyways. No, no, no. I understand what's going on. (laughs) But I'm holding on to the rails, and that's not even a good warp tunnel. Whatever. Anyway. So tell tell us your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. So you go through the warp tunnel, which most nights wasn't spinning. And then you're in the... See, I got to try and piece together. You're in the realm of the afterlife. With all the doors. With all the doors. Yeah. And you see the flat guy. Um. Well, first you hear you you see the lady who runs the place, and she's like, "Don't don't say his name." Don't da 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 da. Maybe that was after. Either way, you see some characters from the movie, and it was like, "Oh, cool! This person's here. This person's here." Uh, you see one random football player. Where if you don't understand that gag, that is a random football player. Nice. <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, and then yeah, you go through the waiting room where you see people waiting, and I'm like, "This is really cool." And then afterwards, you go to the attic. I think uh, Delia pops up once. That's a name that Mike doesn't know. That's the <laughs> Winona Ryder character. Um, anyway, oh my God, I just I'm, I'm. You go to the attic. The attic is all <laughs> laid out. It's really cool. They got the model set up, and it was like, oh, it was just like bits of the movie, just like to your left and right, like this again, much like Ghostbusters, wasn't scary a couple of years ago. Um, but it just has bits where you're like, oh, this is here. This is here, and it's like. I just want to stay in here and touch some stuff, and I can't. Um, greatest Hits house. It's a Greatest Hits house. Uh, Beetlejuice pops up many times because he has to. Uh, I didn't like what they did for the uh, the, kit, the the table scene. Uh, the uh, Deo! You know if you know. I didn't like what they did with that. thought it would be much better and closer to you uh, with the shrimp, but no. And at the end, at the, I'll just say this. At the end, there's a sandworm, which, depending on how quickly you walk through, maybe you didn't see him. Maybe you did. It was a, gi- it was a dark room with a giant sandworm above you. <laughs> and if the if it wasn't lit and strobed, which it wasn't sometimes, you didn't see him. But, again, this is a house that wasn't scary, 
and just made me happy to see it. But if you've never seen the movie, I, I could not tell you to go through this house <laughs> because, again, it's not a scary house. It's more of an homage. It's a greatest hit. So. Yeah, I mean, oh. I don't know. I've I've never seen the movie. Um, oh. Obviously, I, I've seen I've seen clips. Sure. Know. Yeah. How I, could I you understand not? like the gists of Beetlejuice, but like okay. not enough for it to be like. This makes so much sense right now. Right. Right. Like I think um, uh, going into the going into the event, this was what I had pre ranked as number one, just because I like I kind of like Ghostbusters. I loved it and I wanted the feels. So uh, this didn't end up my, as my number one house, though, Michael. I'll I'll give you that. Okay. So. Well. So. So. Going from Beetlejuice, we now have Haunting of Hill House. The which was, Haunting of Hill House. Right. A show I hadn't watched until September because Horror Nights said it was a thing. Right. I went into this house before I had finished the show. Oh, see, I was halfway done um, on opening night, and I told the people I was with, it's like, we can do whatever house, but I, I'm not going into right. the house because I need to finish. I was already invested in the show. I couldn't have it spoiled for me. Yeah, I... Um, for me, I didn't I didn't get the chance to finish the show before I went to the house, mm. so I just... I went... Um, this was um, a house that you could pretty much immediately tell the difference uh, from other houses because this house had, quote-unquote, Netflix money. Yeah, um, buddy. <laughs> Stranger Things and Hill House. That's what Netflix yeah. does. You could you could tell that this house had a degree of quality that was um, significantly higher than oh, the it. other houses around loved it. I loved it. Um, and it was a fantastic house as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You walk into the first room, and again, here we go. I love it when they do this, but the first room, you see Hill House. It's the front of the house. It's the front of the house. Uh, um, you hear the kids screaming. Abigail, um, she's in the window. Ab- did, did you see window. Abigail in the window? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you, right. can, you can see her up there. Um, and then occasionally, this is kind of cool. So there, there's, I found this out from a from like a, a tourist blog where they were talking about this, but uh-huh. there are actually two figures in the window. So one is of Abigail, and the other one is of... Um, the mother? The mother. Okay, that makes sense. And what happens is... Oh, by the up. way, spoiler alert for Haunting a Hill House. Oh, yeah, yeah huge whoops. spoilers. Hang huge on, spoilers. hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, whoops. Whoops. Uh, so, I mean, listen, if they're listening to this, like, I'm assuming... Yeah. I, I, I pretty much gave you a spoiler-free review of Beetlejuice, too. You're welcome, Mike. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, there are these two figures in the window. Um, major spoilers, but um, one of them is Abigail. Which, by the way, complete side note, but when I got to the eighth episode in Hill House and yeah. I found out that she was real. I know. Holy what a mind fuck shit. that is, right? What a fucking oh. wild twist. Oh, my God. Also, was, si- also side note. Uh, right. The eighth episode got me so hyped. Yo. Uh, ninth and nine and ten weren't, right. weren't the conclusion I right. thought was fuck. coming, but I was happy with it. Like, finding out that Abigail was literally just real this entire time and not a figment of imagination, which is Yeah, but then what, so they, did, what cool. they did after that, I was like, oh, that, yeah, now, now this feels like a waste. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> right. Anyway, two figures in the window, and they 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 are different lightings behind each of them. So every so often, when the mm. lightning flashes, it will actually change the image that appears in the window. Oh, that's when it happens. Um. Oh. So that that's really cool. See, I, I was looking because when we first walked in, I looked to my left because there was all those trees. I was like, wait, is there a treehouse? Because I will lose my shit if there's right, actually a treehouse so cool. here. But there was not. There was not yeah. a treehouse. <laughs> but so that that's the thing, right? You see Hill House. You see the red room. Yeah. And then you walk into Hill House and Yep. Um Oh, did you notice this too on the way in? The porch light flickers twice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come home. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah, porch light flickers uh. twice and then when you walk in, um the only knob so they have a bunch of doors in the first hallway. Yeah. The only knob that rotates is the one that you see from that scene yes. when um the little girl whose name I'm forgetting, she's in the room Nelly? watching the eighties 80- Nelly. Oh, watching the eighties? So the eighties soundtrack and there's the, the doorknob. Oh, like, oh that's uh Theo. 
Yeah, Theo, right. Theo. So it's it the doorknob rotates and it's the only one in the hallway that does rotate and it's yep. an exact copy of the one from the from the show. Yep. Um and um the 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 coolest thing about this house is that this house does two things really uniquely, which I give it a ton of credit for. Um one is that there is a moment halfway through the house when you are walking down a hallway and it is pitch black. Yes. So Yes it is. At horror nights, right? And I think this is just just the nature of Horror Nights is that, like, you know, it has to be, like, not family-friendly, but, like, it has to be, like, accessible horror, I guess is a good way to put it. That is a good way so to put like, it. So, like, even in areas that are dark, mm-hmm. it's still well-lit. So, so you, you, you can... don't really have a lot of moments of pure, actual darkness, right? But in Hill House, you have one long stretch of corridor that is just completely black. Yeah. And it is just completely keep, just black. Just keep walking forward. It is so cool because they don't do this too often. But like you literally go into this room, this corridor that's just like it's pitch black. You can't see the hands in front of your face. Yep. And it's very disorienting. They they have the walls are those like those like squishy like yeah. You're afraid to touch them because there might be someone behind them. Kind Correct. of. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just really cool because like I in in all the years that I've done horror nights, I think we've only ever seen one other house that did that. And I think it was the biohazard, or not the bio, the Walking Dead house when you go through the sewers. Oh, I hated that room. Which I mean, the, I, I hate it because of the, what it made me feel. Right. That's that's, that's why <laughs> right. I, it, it wasn't a sucky room. I just, <laughs> but, I don't like continued anticipation. Right. Yeah. So scare me or don't, damn it. Right. So this this house does that, and then it also has another really cool moment where there is another corridor where you see the bent neck lady. I know. Um, and the thing is, is that like there's obviously a visual and audio cue. But sometimes she would just show, show up, up without yep. there being an audio, audio cue. cue. Yeah. So if you if you were like looking straight upwards, she would just appear Be- above yep. you. This is how they designed um, it. I found out. Yeah. Right. Right. God, this makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> and then the design of the house just really, really fascinating. Oh man. Um, it had another uh, corridor with the smashed windows, uh, where the floor yes. was was uh, the cool mesh floor again. And I'm just yes. like, ah oh, man, this house. The house hits so many. So many beats, it did well. Yes, I was wondering really, how they really would. Oh, and this is also not a story house again. This is more of a greatest hits because they yeah. they definitely didn't follow the story. Which how could you? It's a back well, and forth story. Literally, yeah, yeah, literally, how could you? Like half of the story is told not at all. Not at all. Yeah, not. Like, an, it's a nonlinear story told over two different timelines. Right. Like how like, how could you is, do this? But, but it's a greatest hits. But house. the house itself, very very good. Oh my gosh, it was very very good. <sighs> It made um, me happy. Also, yeah. one of my one of my stupid scares because every now and then someone scares you. Go, God damn it! That was so stupid. <laughs> Stupidest scare of the year uh, came one time. I was walking through one of the corridors and like I didn't think there was a slit to the side, and all of a sudden, an adult male just bursts out and goes, ah, "Get out!" And I was like, "Jesus, who the?" I don't know which adult male it was. Well, there there are two there are two really cool segments of this house that I like. So one is the um, when you go into the kitchen. Um, they have the dumbwaiter. Yes. Now, I, I think it was really a missed opportunity that they did not have anything come out of the dumbwaiter. Which I thought they would. Right. I mean, you know, just I was just anticipating because Horror Nights, right. things come out of anywhere. Right. Yeah. So you hear, you hear the kids. You hear the kids, like, screaming. Yeah, yeah. There's the one scene when, you know, in the, yeah, uh, yeah, Luke, Luke's think, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the basement. Um, and uh, I'm really surprised that nothing ever came out of there. But the yeah. other cool segment was is that um, the tall man yeah. just, like, appears. He appears. He's like, there. Four times in this yeah. house, 
And every time he shows up, he's got the cane like he does, and uh-huh. he fucking bangs that shit into the yes, ground. Yes, he does. And he's like, clunk, clunk, clunk. I have like, a fuck. cane too, sir. <laughs> and then at the end of the house, so they didn't do it at Chainsaw, but they did it here where occasionally you get to the end of the house and he follows you out. Yep. And it's like, this is like, it's just so cool. It's so cool seeing it happen. Um, this house, definitely, definitely up there. It's definitely one of the heavy hitters this year. Yeah, this was my uh, pre-ranked number two after I finished the show. and uh, Nice. It finished up there. Well, so now say. now we've got two scare zones left and then one house. And, so, a, and a, don't forget the fountain show. And the fountain show. The fountain um, show. The fountain show this year, really good. Yeah, I mean, it, okay. So the first time I watched it, I said, well, this wasn't 2019s. Because you couldn't top 2019. It was a 19. It was a sleepover based in the 1980s, right. where we just watched clips from movies that were also the houses that year. Right. And the music was so, so good, so good, so good. So, so good. the first time I watched the show, that was my biggest takeaway was, well, 2019s was better. Um, but then after going so often, where I mean, if I'm by myself, I'm not going to the houses. I'm typically eating, drinking, and watching the Fountain Show. So after seeing it so many times, there's so many little bits of it that I love. Um, I recorded it way too much for my Instagram's sake. I'll say that. Um, but no. Like, yeah. I love it. I always do. And, yeah. the, and the low key, the best part of the show, after he says, like, thank you for coming. Now get out. Stick around for the, uh, the little blue fountains going to a club jam. I don't know why. It made me happy every so, time so I good. saw it. So I, good. <laughs> if I had a drink left, I'd just munch on the ice while sitting there. Like, oh, man, one day this will all be gone. Yeah, uh, like, like the, the, the fountain show this year was just really cool. I mean, it, uh, I'll the, say this. The Texas Chainsaw bit lasted way too long. A hundred percent. And 100%. how did you not have Beetlejuice in it? Because there was no pop in the show. And right. like Beetlejuice would have popped. I honestly think that they probably didn't I, think about it because they probably or maybe designed... he was maybe he was there in 2019 and they had to cut him right. for reasons. Who knows? Because we were told through our unreliable sources, I'll say that. That, oh, Beetlejuice is in the fountain show. He's going to be in the fountain show. And sadly was not, uh, which sucks because 20, 2019 show was Ghostbusters. So or, well, first it was Universal Monsters. Pop. Stranger Things. Pop. Ghostbusters. Yeah, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow. Stay Puffed Marshmallow like, was a projection on. on the buildings in New York. And when I right. say pop, I mean like it's a wrestling term. But right. it means people woo and clap when things right. start. Here... There wasn't one, right? Like ever. Yeah, Chainsaw Massacre. Like I heard one All person, right. one person yell out once during the haunting of Hill House scene, which I love the music for that one, especially when it kicks into the gear and I try to shazam it, and it's not a shazamable song. <laughs> oh man! But like the bent neck lady, when you see her, all the fountains are like, "Yeah, we're fountains." Yeah, um, like it's just so good. It had so many good moments, but at the same time, I know it was in 2019, but it was it's still one of my favorite parts of this year. I'll say that. So yeah, that was the fountain show in a nutshell. But yeah, moving uh, on from the well, there's there's also a scare zone right behind it. Gorewood, Gorewood, which, which the Gorewood. I think was. Do you know the story behind Gorewood? No. Okay, so Gorewood is uh, the Terra Queen, is what they call her, and she, that's her realm, and the Gorewood they need to feed the trees. What do they feed the trees? If you had to guess, blood. They feed the trees blood. That's Whoa. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> HHN 30. Everything yeah. runs on Gorewood. Gorewood, I think, was my second favorite scare zone this year. Um, uh, because uh, visually, the creature design was really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, plus, there's just straight up just a dude just getting like hung from the neck hung until the dead neck. Yeah. in the beginning of it. Like, yeah. it's just Yikes. It visually, visually very cool. I will say that compared to some previous years, there are 
entire stretches of it that are just completely absent of any props, which oh, is kind of weird. It I is kind of weird. weird decision that they made. I mean, I think it was supposed to be populated with more characters, if I had to guess. But that's also right. another narrow place. And I think they may be learning that, like, they can't yeah. stick that many props there, and that's probably the reason why. I mean, um, if I had to guess. But then you go into my favorite scare zone. Well, hang on. I'm, oh. I want to say a quick shout-out. Oh, okay. Quick shout-out to all the characters in uh, Gorewood. As when I walk by with my cane, you literally don't jump out at me. In fact, half of you silently wave. <laughs> and it, it, oh, it was so hilarious. Every time it happened, like every time somebody waved to me, I would point and just give him a nod. I'm like, this is, this is funny. Because <laughs> they're like, we're not going to scare the guy who can't well, see. He can't, he can't <laughs> see. We're not going to jump out in front of him. But right. like, like one of them was crouched behind a thing as I'm coming around the guy, you know, he was being hung by the neck and there's a stage. And the one was crouched on the stage and I came around, I looked right at him and they just gave me a half hearted wave. <laughs> I'm like, this, Jesus no, I like, I, it would happen so often with so many different characters in this one location because like they're all wearing full masks so, right like, you can't see any of their faces but like it was just ah, <laughs> uh, it made me laugh every time so yeah shout out to you people yeah gorewood gorewood <laughs> my second favorite but yeah. now we have my favorite scare zone which mm. is um eddie's uh, uh a lights camera uh, light, action light light cameras action eddie's, eddie's revenge, eddie's revenge. um and eddie is jack's brother Yes. yes, Jack and the Clown's brother, Eddie. This this scare zone was another mishmash of a bunch of other old scare zones. This was this was what a tribute year scare zone should have looked like, and it, it and it absolutely yeah. played the part. You had like the nineteen fifties, like oh yeah, Vamp fifty five, Vamp fifty five. Yeah. You had um, Killer Clowns, Killer, you had um, Alien Invaders, the Alien, Invaders, Invaders from the one Stars. that was from uh, the. 1918 2018 right. from the Fast and the Furious uh, scare zone. Um, yeah, I mean, just yeah, the trick just... or treat girl running around everywhere. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. she would she would get a lot of people because like she'd just be rolling along and she'd be like and trick or treat and then she'd then shake, shake her, your yeah she'd shake every her bag, time which was like a hard plastic pumpkin. Yep, and I guess it was just filled with like I don't know like rice or some shit. It wasn't it, well, it wasn't filled, which is it why it made clunky. a great right. great noise. Um, uh, yeah, no, you had stilt walkers in there. Yep. Um, I mean, this was just, this was a very cool scare zone. Yeah. Very, very cool scare zone. Um, I mean, the theme is Eddie's making movies because Eddie wants to make movies. Right. So he just makes five of them at once. Right. Which is why it's a mishmash of properties. Right. And it's like people are just getting killed. There's Well, the, the people are getting killed because it's okay if you're a bad actor because if you don't do well, Eddie will just cut you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an actual audio. This there also, um, there, there's... There's uh, the one part that disconcerted me about this is that like just outside the entrance to this one, there's a speaker that just like has a scream that goes. On oh, repeat. my God. Yeah, and it sound it's far enough away from wherever you are near this area. That it like, sounds it real. Really, it sounds real. Yeah. So then you're walking along and then it happens and you're looking around. And you're like, who the fuck is Who's screaming murdered? like this? And then like it's it's like, no, no, that's just part of the scare zone. It's yeah, like yeah. this. This scare zone was just I think so you asked damn me cool. that the first time I went through. They go, yeah, is, is that a real person? I go, no, yeah. that's that's a speaker. <laughs> This, Trust this me, I'm over it. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, and now we're getting into that. the last house, which... Um, yeah, I'll let you start talking about it first. How I've, do I... I've okay. got... I've got... I've got... So, so this was house, a compilation turned story. Yes. The last yes. house is Case Files. Yes. Um, and I guess... Which uh, I... What's the full name? It's like Case Files, Case Files Legendary Unearthed. Truth. Yeah. Now, yes. Legendary Truth. Uh, just give you some Horror Nights backstory. Legendary Truth is another one of those things where there's a house or two every year that the Legendary Truth is involved in, and they uh, they solve mysteries or they prevent the supernatural and things like that. But like, where does their evidence go? Where, 
It's got to go somewhere. So it obviously goes to like an evidence locker. And God forbid all that stuff, you know, would become reanimated or get out. And thus we have case files on Earth. This house um, is my least favorite house. I'll just straight oh, up Oh, no, say don't it. say that. Um, the it's a very it's a very cool house yeah conceptually uh-huh um and there is one genuine moment that i i do really like about this house which is when you you walk into the alleyway and there's like a bar oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like it's, it's a full like, it's a full it's little a, bar yeah it's a, a full bar that's just like singer. chilling in the middle yeah and there's a lounge singer yeah um that part is really cool but the problem i have with this house is that i ultimately feel like it's a little unfocused well, again, I know that it's meant to be a literal like compilation. It's a compilation house story. that all got meshed into a story based on the writings of a real author. Because um, you hear and his is, voice, you hear him typing, and his voice as you walk in, right. and he's setting up a story, and, and then all like, of a sudden, come to life. Yeah, stuff. well, all of a sudden, now you're in his novel. Right. That's how this. It's a right. noir. It's we should probably say that too. It's a crime noir. So like, some guy's been doing this. Oh, I don't know longer than you can count. I've been doing this job since. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a metaphor. I was very unprepared for this analogy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this house, I just, I personally, I was not a fan. I, oh, I, didn't, I didn't like this house. I love the aesthetic, and I did it enough times to where I got some generally good scares on certain runs that I'm like, oh, fuck, that's cool. Because um, there were many times where I was like, oh, the scare didn't happen. Well, this room sucks without the scare. You know, just things like that. And, like, the lounge scene I thought was super cool. The alley leading into it I thought was cool. The narrative aspect I thought was cool. Uh, Mike said this is his 10th ranked house. This is like right in the middle of the pack for me. Um, that's as much as I'll say about it. But yeah. And like, oh man, I don't know. The last time I went through it, I think it was the best run I ever had with it. Because I was I was hedging with you where I was like, I don't know, maybe it is one of the back half houses. But then the last run I had with it was so good. And I got scares I'd never seen before. Uh, especially in like the uh, the room with the person who's taking all the phone calls. We're like, oh, suddenly she's a demon cat lady running around. She was never in there. <laughs> I would have known a demon cat lady was in there had I done this before. And I don't know. I had a great run that last time to where it saved the house for me. But it, it was a cool environment regardless. That's how I thought about it. Well, I oh, mean, Sadie I, I don't didn't know. like it. Oh. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got, I, did, I wasn't impressed. Okay. Say something nice. Yeah. Um, the alleyway scene. Really oh, cool. there we go. Cool. All right. Saved it. So. That's the that's the scare zones in the houses. That's the scare um, zones. The houses, the two shows. Um, yeah, the only thing the only thing that I would really want to bear mention to this year is you know pizza fries are back. Oh yeah. Okay. The, well, let me get into food my... and drink this year. Oh, let me um, get into my food talking. Yeah, food talking. All right, folks. Food talking with so Bob. we had so many food booths. So many. Most of them. Almost every house had their own unique food booth, and I ate at most of them. Uh, my uh, the ones like there was a a donut slider for at Jack's HHN food booth, which some people said they didn't like. Some people thought it was too sweet, not savory enough. It was fine, folks, and it came with a little bit of chips and with an annual pass discount. It was nine dollars. And what you should have done is squish the donuts the second you get that slider. <laughs> squish the damn donuts, turn it into a bun. Okay, I don't want to hear this. They also had a great drink in that area. Oh, this is also the same area where Chance had her. Uh, no chance in hell, PB and J, which was a deep fried uncrustable. So I mean, that sounds pretty good. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, for seven dollars, <laughs> for seven dollars, I, I wouldn't get it more than once. But like, it was a culinary experiment that we're going to repeat in the future. Um, and this is also where they had my, uh, I'll call it my drink of the event, uh, the wicked old fashioned, uh, the wicked old fashioned Jack and Coke. So it's Coke Zero, 
cherry brandy, uh, Jack Daniels whiskey, and then it's old fashioned syrup. And my God, if I if I didn't buy that almost every night I was there towards the end here, uh, that was a problem. I didn't buy a shirt this year because I bought too many Wicked Jack Cokes. <laughs> um, other food options, uh, I, I tried the uh, Texas Heat Margarita at uh, the, the Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. It was it's whatever. It was okay. I didn't need it. Ghoul Punch was there like the big promo drink that they yeah had that was everywhere year. and it was. It was all right. It, it looked like an experiment. Um, the brisket sandwich at uh, the Hill House booth was good, but not worth its price. It was $11. Could do without. Uh, twisted taters. Twisted taters are back, and this year they introduced the Franken coil. You got that. I got that twice because I, I hate myself, apparently. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's one of those foods that you eat not because you know it's good, but because uh-huh. because you don't want to feel good. Well, but you know you're proud of the fact that you don't want. I to I mean, feel it's a foot long hot dog on a stick, wrapped in a twisted fried potato, a whole fried potato. Yeah, and it's it, but it doesn't it doesn't hold up its structure very well. Uh, I'll say this though: the second one I had the other night, uh, it was fried very well. So like the the rings all stood there. It was mm, it was better. An, oh my god. Okay. Like, had I only had it the one time, I would have said yeah, I had it once. And it's not a big deal. But I had to have a second time to get a real opinion on it, and it was made so much better the second time. That if it wasn't fourteen dollars, <laughs> I I might have gotten it again. Might have gotten it again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say that. Uh, I think Pe- I'm running out of pizza the... fries. Are pizza, well, pizza fries? fries pizza I fries. Mean, and this year I didn't have the dessert fries, but in years past I had, and you know, the, those are good too. Sweet fries. Yeah. I mean, I mean what <laughs> what is there to say? About what do you want me to say that? wrong about pizza fries? <laughs> I mean, goodness. And if and if you're sad, pizza fries aren't there. Well, we mentioned green eggs and ham. Or rounds of venture. They have pizza tots. Yeah. You know what? Not not exactly the same. But close enough. Um, also, pumpkin beer. Bought a lot of pumpkin beer. I'll say that. Uh, so much so that the people recognize me coming, <laughs> which is always fun. But the problem is when they know you tip and they see you coming, you got you to gotta keep tipping. Okay, you got to be careful, man. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I get for being generous. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Um, anyway, the best place to get beers this year was the section right outside the Transformers exit and Mel's before you get to the fountain mm, show yeah. because they had like six, six or seven windows and never long lines. Never. So that's, that's where I went every time. So that's, I think that's all the food I want to think all the uh, food honestly, I want to I mean, mention. Yeah. I feel like that's just horror nights this year. It is. We didn't even yeah. talk about the store. The tribute store. Really damn cool. It's yeah. always really cool. There's the bear was back. The who's bear apparently was back. a thing. Um, I don't know. The, the story at the tribute house directly tied into scary. Oh so yeah, that's directly. Cool. Directly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Horror Nights this year, ton yeah. of fun. It's Horror Nights. It was a good it definitely, year. Definitely um, was different than previous years, but overall, I think yep. I still had a really good time going there. I'm sure you did too. Oh <laughs> well, I'll say this too. It's the first year I, there wasn't a quote bad house. Like I yeah. would do all ten of those houses again. I might not like some as much as others. I got my final list. Do you have your final list? I think I could narrow it down. Okay. All right, I got mine pulled up whenever Let's you're hear ready. It. Let's hear it. All right. Oh, I can't read and talk to the mic. Damn it, I'm blind. All right. Want me to read it for you? No, I'm going to do sure? this. Okay. I'm going to do this. He's blind, folks. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so number 10, I had Texas Chainsaw only because that's not my thing. Okay. It was a really well-done house. I still hate Texas Chainsaw. That's It's not the house's fault. I hate it. But it right. was done well enough that I went, all right, I see what you're getting at, but I hate you. But again, I would do it again today just because. Uh, unlike two years ago where they did like... Nightingale's Bloodsport 
Yeah, fuck that house. That house sucked ass. Fuck that house forever. Yeah. Uh, there's one house every year that I just say, no, forever. Uh, this year, not the case. I'll do Texas Chainsaw right now. Dare me. Uh, number nine, I had Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Okay. Only because, only because there's eight other strong houses above. Right, it. right. Like that's not Tooth Fairy's fault. I gotcha. You know. I shouldn't. I feel like I have to defend. I, I'm apologizing no, no. to these listen, houses listen. for just, putting them at the bottom of my just list. Just give us your list. Let's hear it. Okay, I'll give yeah. you mine. And yeah, number eight, Welcome to Scary. Uh, okay. From what I could see, it was funny. Yep. Uh, number seven, Bride of Frankenstein Lives. I would have loved to have them higher, but so many better houses. So many good houses. Uh, number six. Number six, I had Case Files. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But again, so many cool houses. Number five, Mike. I'm sorry. I had Puppet Theater, Captive Audience. It was my number five house. Okay. Yeah. Um, But again, my top five is like spin a wheel. Spin a wheel. It doesn't matter who comes out on top. They're all winners in my book. Uh, Number four is where I had Wicked Growth. Okay. Number four. Uh, Number three, Beetlejuice, only because, I don't know. I feel like it could have been more. But I was really happy it was there. It made me happy. Number two, we got, uh, oh, Haunting a Hill House. Haunting a Hill House, number two, only because I, I should probably right. go through one more time. But amazing house. Love the show. Love the house. Number one, HHN Icons, because I could not go through that house without smiling <laughs> and appreciating it every damn time. The popcorn smell with the usher and the director is still. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. No, still. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that house too much to not put a number one. Mike? For, for me, uh, number 10 was Case Files. I yeah. just didn't like it. Yeah. Thought it was a bad house. I hear you. Um, number nine was Texas. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool house, but I've already done it before. So yep. nothing new bought to the table. Correct. Um, eight was uh, Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. Very cool house, but just nothing really there for me. Bride was slightly above it at seven. There it is. Um, number six was Scary. Okay. I thought Scary was really cool. Uh, number five uh, you are looking at, um, oh my God, I forgot the name of the other houses. There you go. Check um, list. yeah. Number five was Beetlejuice. Cause surprised you had a rank that high. I mean, listen, I never, I never saw it. So I'm surprised it's that high though. <laughs> I mean, seriously, um, if I never saw Beetlejuice and I went through Beetlejuice, I don't know how I would feel about it. Yeah. I think, um, next up, uh, at number four was, um, probably going to be, um, Hill House. Okay. Yep. Hill House was really, really good. Yep. Um, and then you're going into my top three. Yep. So number three, HHN Icons. Gotcha. Number two, Wicked Growth. Yep. Number one, Puppet Theater. So it plays. So again, the top fives are pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is a very, yeah. <laughs> very, it's a very strong consistent house this year. So, well, honestly, Rob, I think, uh, uh, I think now that we got that out of the way, I think that was, that was Horror Nights this year. That was Horror Nights this year. And I don't know how long this was, but my goodness, if you made it all the way to the end, you're awesome. I'm just going to say that right away. You're awesome. Yeah, honestly, Um, we, um, you know, we appreciate you guys listening and, um, you know, we're going on just shy of two hours here. So I think, holy uh, hell. Well, (laughs) yeah, we we had a lot to say about the houses. Well, okay. Well, next time, next time, maybe we'll discuss something not as intensive for sure. (laughs) Uh, we're looking into genie plus. We don't have all the answers yet. That will not be a two hour show. Yeah, maybe not. I was mostly just us complaining about JFEC. I was, I mean, I was worried we topped 90 with this one and yikes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? To save time, I'm going to stop talking. 
Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels, which we are going to be putting yep, in the... They uh, will be going live any yeah, day now. And we're going to be putting them in the podcast description as well. So, yep. um, you know, just uh, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, that's all I have for you. Yep. So, you know, once again, uh, my name is Mike. This is Rob. And this was the E-Ticket Podcast. Yep. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. See you.